What's good, everybody? Welcome to the Sports Business Podcast. I am your host, Eric Compton, a.k.a. Mr. Town Business. And as always, this podcast is available on all platforms. So wherever you're getting your podcast from, whether that's Google, Stitcher, Anchor, Apple, uh, this podcast, Spotify, uh, this podcast is available on all platforms. So uh, appreciate the love. Uh, you can find me at Money Compton on Instagram. You can also find me at Sports Business, S-P-O-R-T-Z-B-I-Z-N-E-S-S at the Twitterverse. You can also find us on the World Wide Web, and you can also email us at gmail.com. Try saying that about three times in one breath. But uh, anyways, yeah, so just came back from a family trip, took my baby girl to Disneyland. Uh, man, going to Disneyland with kids and going to Disneyland and as an adult, as an adult, are, are two different experiences. So um, definitely lighter in my pockets, but it was definitely well worth it. A great trip. Um, went to go see a Laker game, so I went to go see the Lakers and the Clippers. So uh, got to check that out. Uh, you know, uh, the Lakers they they're an interesting team to say the least. So, um, but it was a great, entertaining game. Um, so actually, that was probably my first NBA game since the pandemic if I'm not mistaken I could be wrong but I think that's my first game I've attended to since the uh pandemic back in 2020 so excuse me but yeah needless to say great game very very entertained the kids had a great time so that's all that matters but anyways with all that being said yo I was reading I was driving back home Got home today, kind of started looking through my, my my social media and looking at news and coming up with content for the show. Um, I, I heard this on the radio as I was driving back here to Vegas today. Um, they were talking about some of the worst uh, airlines in the industry, and they, they said that JetBlue was one. Um, but needless to say, not, not as a surprise, um, Spirit and, and Frontier, they were um, the bottom two. They were like one of the, they were actually like three and two and three, something like that, as far as one of the worst airlines. I always say this on all my social media platforms. If you about to put me on a Spirit Airlines or a Frontier Airlines flight, I would rather walk. I'm, I'm not playing. I would take number 11, number 11 of the Brooklyn Nets stick and go walking to wherever I need to walk because I'm not getting on any one of them, any one of those airlines. Needless to say, I guess um, these two do, you know, the, the two airlines are deciding to merge. And what caught me off guard was one, okay, that's just as bad as when Sprint and T-Mobile, I think, merged and the service was still crappy. But two, the 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 amount of what the what our Frontier Airlines is purchasing Spirit Airlines for was three billion, like two point nine billion, three billion dollars. Yo, like I know they suck and all, but where are they keeping all this money? Because from what I've been told. You gotta pay for water. You gotta. You ain't got no seat backs. You gotta pay for everything. So they're only worth three billion dollars. Like, huh? So I started doing a little bit of digging and seeing how much things are worth. The Denver Broncos right now are currently up for sale, and I'm gonna get with the Denver Broncos in a minute. But the Denver Broncos are currently up for sale for four billion dollars. The Golden State Warriors, when um, they tra- they did their transition back in 2010, 2011, when they got new ownership, was for two point two billion dollars. Yo, that that's the best y'all can do, Spirit. Is 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 three billion? Like, and so, <clears throat> I guess what they're trying to do is to make. I mean, I guess you can only have so many low budget airlines out there, um, and, and I mean, whatever. But I'm still walking. Like, don't don't anybody who's listening to me. If you see me, um, 
if you see me traveling just let you know it's not on spirit or frontier allegiant i'm not getting on any one of those things so yeah i would rather walk probably even catch a greyhound or even the choo-choo train so <clears throat> yeah so that was very very weird I, I thought that was a weird weird news clipping when i when i was listening to the news on my way home today so yeah not a good look for spirit or frontier but hey it is what it is with that being said man um another another weird interesting story to me came out as i was driving home felt like i was doing a lot of listening today um was i saw it last night and i was like eh um whatever and they made it official today and that is the houston texans uh is hiring Levy Smith, the former defensive coordinator for the Chicago Bears, who was also the former head coach of the Chicago Bears, as well as a former head coach of the Tampa Bay Bucks. Now, Levy Smith has an 87 and 89 head coaching record, has taken a team of the Chicago Bears with Rex Grossman as the quarterback to a Super Bowl. So at first I thought I was like, I mean, I, I guess... But also at the same time, we'll talk about the Brian Flores situation actually right after this, is that why is the Houston Texans always in this like, we're going to save the NFL from a bad look? Like, you know, I feel like the, the, the Houston Texans are always doing NFL a solid. And when I say they're doing an NFL a solid, wasn't it last year that they just hired uh, Coach Cully? Cully, I believe was his name. Um, and he was the last, there was the Houston Texans had their last head coaching vacancy. And they 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 hired this guy, um, Coach Coach Colley. I can't think of his name right now, but um, uh, they hired him to be their um, head coach last year, and he was the only um, he was outside of Mike Mike Tomlin. He was the only he was the only uh, coach at the time um, that was African American African American. So. I feel like the, the, the Texans are always doing this all the time, and it seems like they've done it again this year. Now, um, do I think they do I think this is a good hire for them? <sighs> I mean, maybe. Um, I, I know Lovey Smith didn't have the best college record um, before uh, before he got back to the Bears, um, but. It looks like he, you know, he came, he came this year with the, with the Bears uh, for the last, last couple of years, last, at least for the last year. And, you know, David Culley was a guy's name. I couldn't think of the, the I, I was drawing a blank, but David Culley was the former coach of the Houston Texans who Lovey Smith is now replaced. And I was getting at is that the, the Houston Texans are always doing the NFL favor, a solid where they always try to save the day, especially with this huge Brian Flores lawsuit that's out right now. Um, it looked like, I mean, I was kind of hoping, honestly, that the Miami Dolphins, um, as well as the Houston Texans, were not going to hire a coach of a, of a PLC. And the reason why I was hoping is because, I mean, the Dolphins actually wasn't a bad job, but the Texans, they are in a huge disarray. Like, that is a terrible team that's put together team that didn't really have any draft picks last uh draft i think they're gonna have some back this year um it's it's safe to assume that deshaun watson probably won't be in houston next this upcoming season but that's tbd um i'm not too sure whether a team is going to be willing to take on that dark cloud that looms over him so we'll see but i was getting to delevy smith is that he is a great coach, and honestly, the Chicago Bears are still really honestly looking for a head coach to replace Levy Smith all the years um, since the Bears went to the Super Bowl back in 2012. I, I think it was 2012, uh, 20, 20, 2011, 2012, somewhere around that time frame. My, my, 
might be even before that. Might be anyways. When they beat the Colts, when they lost to the Colts, they haven't really found a head coach to replace them. Um, so Levy Smith, can he get these boys to play? More than likely, but he ain't got nothing. Um, um, he ain't got really nothing. So I feel like this is another position where it is once again another coach that is a POC um, person of color who is taking a job where his hands are really tied behind his back. Um, not to mention, if I'm not mistaken, the McNairs, who who was the once the owners of the Texans, who was the, the founder of the Houston Texans, you know, he, he's he's been on record now that he's he's deceased. He was on record to say some interesting things at, at, at once upon a time as well. So it all kind of seems full circle that this is happening. Um, so we'll see how the Levy Smith situation goes out. But for me, I think the hire is a. Yo, the NFL, we did you a solid once again. And it, it's like that every, it's been like that at least the last two two cycles. Um, we'll see how much the Texans as an organization is going to give Coach Smith, uh, how much leeway they're going to give him. Um, mind you, the good thing about the, the, the Texans situation is they're probably in the worst division in the NFL. Um, the AFC South where you got them, you got the Jaguars who are but ugly terrible. Um, you got the Indianapolis Colts who had a massive meltdown, um, last season. Um, and then you got the Tennessee Titans who, I mean, they had a good season, but they also just got bounced out in the first round, um, against the, the, the eventual Super Bowl, uh, representatives of the AFC in Cincinnati. And they sacked the Joe Burrow nine times and he still can win. Um, so it's, it's probably one of the weaker divisions. So if this is a team that can probably turn it around, they could probably get, they could probably clinch the division with maybe 10, 11 wins, um, which isn't bad. It's, it's very doable. So Levy Smith, I don't like, I don't love the hire, but I also don't, I'm not, I'm not like, oh man, this is a terrible hire. Um, I, he's a great coach who should have, who should have gotten another coach, an NFL coaching gig a long, long time ago. Um, the fact that he's had to wait this long kind of shows you how much of a, how much, how much POC coaches in the NFL are behind the black, the eight ball. Um, you know, you've had cats like Jeff Fisher, who's been Mr. 500, Mr. Eight and Eight his entire career, who's gotten all these promising jobs, who's gotten multiple chances. Um, so, um, we'll see how that goes with coach Smith, but I'm not, I'm not loving it, but it's also not my team too. So, I mean, I'll put it like this. I think I would have been more happy if the Raiders got him as opposed to Josh McDaniels. But anyways, another head coaching, uh, <clears throat> head coaching news. And a lot of people don't even know this. Um, so it looks like the Miami Dolphins too have also p- decided to pick up a POC as a coach, um, which is the former San Francisco 49ers head co- offensive coordinator, Mike McDaniel. Um, they're giving him a four-year contract. Um, it looks like he will be replacing Brian Flores. Um, Mike McDaniel, first of all, Mike McDaniel looked like logic. <laughs> um, he, he, he gives me, he looks like logic and, uh, he identifies himself as an African-American. He comes from a biracial family, I believe. Um, so he actually identifies himself as a POC. If you actually look at coach McDaniel, I mean, he, 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 you know, I, I had to take a hard look at him because he was a cross between logic and Mark Anthony. But when I took a real good look at him, I was like, oh yeah, you know, he's one of us. So, um, again, this is once again, I think the NFL or the Dolphins probably trying to backtrack and trying to say, Hey, and yo, Mr. Goodell, you, we did you a solid, you know what I'm saying? Help us out type of thing. Um, you know, Mike make the coach McDaniel. I mean, for him to be able to to do the, the the great wonders that he did with OnlyFans Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo, I think is a a a, a 
you know, is, is, is pretty good. Um, would I like to see anybody else who's gotten um, a, a job like Eric Bielemi, Byron Leftridge, things like that, for sure. Um, but this guy comes in as the, uh, um, he comes out of the Sean McVay coaching tree. And, and I'm going to get to that. I'm definitely, in fact, I'm going to get to that right now. Um, I'm, so, so yeah, so Mike, Mike McDaniel is going to be the new coach of the Miami Dolphins. Um, we'll see what ends up happening now. Now getting to the Mike, Sean McVay tree, I get it that he is the, the, the latest, you know, he's something like a phenomenon. He's got, um, the Zach, Zach Taylor, the coach of the Cincinnati Bengals. He's got my man over in Green Bay, uh, Matt LaFleur. Um, now this guy who's the coach of the Dolphins. So he's got a, He's starting to big build a pecking tree. Um, Kyle Shanahan was also on that, uh, was with Sean McVay um, over in Washington, which is crazy because how come all these great coaches came out of off the Sean McVay, you know, the Kyle Shanahan tree over in Washington and Washington hired not a Nan soul of these people. That don't make no sense, but... Um, I'm getting at is that it's very, very interesting that right now the trend is you, you used to be, you know, you started from the gutter, you started from the bottom and you worked your way up, you used the, the assistant special teams coach, um, Herm Edwards, Tony Dungy, um, they were assistant, you know, coordinators and they had to work their way up. It was like a, a, a union job. And now you got these guys that are getting these hotshot jobs and now they're just a flash in the pan and they're hiring these guys and I get it and it's, and it's, and it's paid off. It's paid off with Coach LaFleur in Green Bay. Um, it's paid off with, well, it, it has, and we'll see what ends up happening with him now that Aaron Rodgers may not be in Green Bay, but we've seen what happened with Kyle Shanahan in, with San Francisco, has gotten into two NFC NFC Championship games, gotten to a team to a Super Bowl. Same thing with Coach McVay, he's gone into two Super Bowls in the last four years, if I'm not mistaken, it might be five. Um, and then you got this coach, Mike McDaniel. Um, so it, it, it looks like the bottom of the, you know, working your way up, you know, going through the, the, the notion of trying to be a union worker in the, in, in the coaching tree to, to finally get your your shot and your number to be called. It looks like them days are over with. So my question is, why are black coaches or black assistant coaches and coordinators, why, why, are, why are they still having to go through these jobs um, just to not get looked at? And that, that's my that's my biggest thing. Coach Bienemy um, comes from the Andy Reid tree, and if you know the Andy Reid tree, he's got a lot of coaches that have been able to be extremely successful. Byron Leftwich came from what's my man's name right now? Bruce Arians, who came from I believe the Pittsburgh coaching coaching staff, which is Mike Tomlin, another championship caliber uh, bloodline in the league. So, you know, you got these hotshot guys who you know are no older than me out here coaching these teams but also at the same time what do you do with the old the old the old guard um so there there's there needs to be a little give and a take and i think the Rooney rule the Rooney rule right now is it's somewhat of a joke um it, it's it's a joke um and the whole coach flores brian flores who was a former coach of the miami dolphins has opened up opened up a class action suit um citing racial racial discrimination as well as steven ross um bribing him basically a hundred K to, to throw out some games and then also bribed him to be able to try to lure Tom Brady to come to the Dolphins when Tom Brady was a free agent leaving the Patriots. I don't know why I drew a blank on there. Um 
So, so the the cool thing about the class action suit is, yo, how many of y'all done sat there and jumped on a class action suit when it came to Apple or University of Phoenix and all this other stuff? You just sign your name and and, and you could provide a little bit of proof of this is this was you. You're gonna get a little piece of change in the mail. So, um, you know, Hugh Hugh Jackson of the who was a former Raiders coach as well as a former. Um, Brown's coach. He's 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 looking like he's about to jump on. So um, this this can this can open up a lot of things. And, and Coach Flores looks like he's going to be the, the the forefront. He he said it the other day that he wants change. Um, he wants to bring change to the NFL. My thing is, you know, change has to happen, but also there needs to be someone from within to to be able to initiate these changes. So my my question is going to be what NFL franchise is going to be able to initiate the change and actually, you know, speak upon and, and have Coach Flores' back. You know, everyone's like, oh, yeah, you know, this is a big deal, and yes, change needs to happen. Yes, it's easy to say change needs to happen, but until you act upon that change actually happening, it's falling on deaf ears, and it seems like it's gotten worse over the last few years. Um, we're looking at right now Mike Tomlin of the Steelers, um, the Washington Commanders. That's a terrible name, by the way. The Washington Commanders, Ron Rivera, the New York Jets, Robert Sala. And now you have Coach Smith and Coach McDaniel, which brings it up to about five of 32 teams that are uh, coached by POCs. Not to mention you're in a league that's 77% African-American. That's not a good look, man. Um, that's not a good look. And the Romney rule right now is just a joke. And if which Coach Flores is saying that Bill Belichick, if you haven't read the hand receipts, that Bill, the Giants seem like they are already hiring um, Brian Dable um, to be their coach three days before uh, my man even got an interview. If that's the case, man, like <laughs> that's that's not a good look. As far as Stephen Ross goes for the owner of the Miami Dolphins, if I'm not mistaken, he has ties to gambling um gambling sites if not the casino industry so if he's telling him to throw out games so that they can tank and, and get better draft picks he needs to he needs to immediately sell his team like as of yesterday there's no room for that in nfl one thing a lot a lot of people respect about in the nfl is that there is no tanking involved and to ensure that i would probably in the next owners meeting or in the next cba i think they need to get rid of the worst record automatically gets the number one pick i think they need to do what the nba does and you just go into a lottery about the bottom 15 team or the bottom what is that bottom 14 teams they they are able to just go in a lottery um and then the top four the worst four teams they they go into uh, their their chances of getting a higher draft pick are about the same but you know, you kind of go with teams number, what, 10 to 14. Their, their percentage as far as getting the number one overall pick is lower. Then you go from six to eight, a little bit higher, and then and so on. And then the bottom four teams, they get like 4% chance or, I don't know, like a 15% chance of getting the number one overall pick. I think that would eliminate a lot of this curve hoofla but then you also got teams that are just god awful like the detroit lions who actually gave max effort but they just lack talent and and so but i think i think getting rid of the the worst rhetoric automatically gets to have a the, the number one overall draft pick i think that'll help out a lot um but if this brian flores thing is true um and i'm mean, going to be honest if he settles out of court that means he won y'all that means the nfl did not want to go to trial and they didn't want to be able to have all the evidence opened up on him. So if, they, if he settles out of court, this is a huge win for him, um, especially with the Stephen Ross thing. Um, but my, my only hesitation is you saw how the NFL was so quick to react about, oh, this isn't true. This is fake. 
look how long it took for them to be able to to even make a statement about some NFL balls being deflated um, during Deflate Gate. Look how long they were they 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 waited, and for them to kind of jump out and say, "Oh, this is fake news. This isn't true. We don't we don't we don't believe Coach Flores." This, I mean. It's not a good look. You're just basically dismissing the man. Um, I don't think Coach Flores is the type of person to um, sell wolf tickets about something like this. And, um, you know, for him to be very adamant, for him to go on basically making a national TV tour the very next day um, to speak his story and, and say that there's other people out here in the in, in the coaching circles that are going through what he went through, probably if not worse than what he went through. It's a damn shame, y'all. It's a damn shame, and it change has to happen from within. So my question is going to be, if you know, if the league somehow is able to make Stephen Ross sell his team, are we going to be able to get a African American majority owner? I hope so. But keep in fact, when I say change has to happen from within, I believe the average age of an owner right now is 70 some odd years old. That's not too far removed from Jim Crow as well as the civil rights movement. So a lot of these owners are set in their way. So um, is change really going to happen? Eh. Um, I think a lot of this old guard stuff needs to get around, get away for real change to happen. How does that happen? Do you wait for some of these old, old people to kind of either want to sell the team off or you know, unfortunately pass on pass, their, their, their lives, just their, the life expectancy just cuts them short and they, they pass on. So it's a lot to un- unravel, but I think coach Flores has opened up a lot. Um, there now moving on. Uh, that's my two cents. Super Bowl's finally here. Yo E who you got in the Super Bowl? Um, it's going to be a great game. I, I think, you know, with the Bengals coming out of nowhere, um, and, and winding up where they are as well as the Rams. Um, I was in LA this week, this weekend, and, and, and this is the first, that was the first time I've been into a city, like right before the Super Bowl, like just when the Super Bowl week is starting, or just right when Super Bowl week is starting in that city, you can feel the buzz in LA, and I ain't seen, I've never seen that many people with Rams paraphernalia on, um, ever, not even at a Rams game, so, um, you can definitely feel that there is a somewhat of a home field advantage in LA right now. Um, and with that being said, I think I'm going to go with the Rams with a, I'm going to say it's going to be a high scoring game anywhere between, I'm going to say 35, 38 Rams. Um, if the Rams can figure out a running game, they'll be good. I, I'm not worried about their defense. Their defense is stout, but I'm also worried about can the Bengals defense do what they need to do to stop the Rams? Their defense has been really, really good, especially against the Raiders. They played a phenomenal game. They played another phenomenal game against the Titans, um, but they also had a uh, injury. You know, they had they 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 gave up twenty some odd points in the first half against the Kansas City Chiefs. Granted, against the Kansas City Chiefs, but they were able to make adjustments and make and make critical adjustments to come back and win that game. So the, my question, so my only thing is, can the Bengals come out on the defensive side of the ball and fire on all cylinders? They, they ain't got time to be, this is the Super Bowl, they ain't got time to be trying to make adjustments in halftime. At that point, I mean, you might as well kiss the game goodbye. So I got the Rams by three in the 35-38 game. Um, and and, 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 and it, it, I think it'll be a very, entertain, a very entertaining game. Oh, man. So another thing is, you know, I, I see one of the things that NBC has been doing um, has been that they've been trying to sandwich the this whole for the first time ever. You get to watch the Super Bowl and the Winter Olympics. Bruh, who the hell's watching the Winter Olympics this year? Like, what is that? Like, who who's watched the Winter Olympics? Like, I can't think of any type of 
um, uh, uh, marketing or um, previews. Like I, I can't name you. Know, outside of Sean White, I don't know who who's in the Winter Olympics, dog. I, I I really don't know. I don't know who's in the Winter Olympics, nor do I really care. I'm not about to watch another Olympics, which was about what uh, eight months removed, or not even eight months since the summer. Removed from when we just had a, a, a fanless, a fanless Olympic game. I'm not about to do that again. And from the articles I'm reading, that there's still people out there catching COVID. So what's the point of having a bubble? Um, the bubble ain't working. You got people from all over the world that's coming out here to play, play these sports, these the, these these games, and they're still catching COVID, and it's just all it's just deterring the whole game. So, um, I'm I'm cool off the Winter Olympics this year. Um. Uh, I just don't care. It's not. It's not entertaining. I don't want to watch, you know, figure skating or, you know, I like curling. But I'm. I mean, I'm cool. I'm, I'm cool. So, just want to throw that. Hey, if you watch the Winter Olympics, uh, email me and tell me what's your favorite sport in the Winter Olympics, just so I can kind of keep tabs and maybe I'll peek in here and there. But I ain't got no desire of watching the Winter Olympics. So, but yeah. But that's all I got for today's show. You know, before we dip on out of here, we definitely got to go out with the Sports Business Podcast Dummy of the Day. Um, I heard this story again Saturday. I was standing in line for one ride um, where I had to actually wait. And I got a message. And like I said, I really wasn't connected to my phone this weekend. I was really supposed to try to spend time with my family. But I got an interesting text message over the weekend and uh, on Saturday. And it looked like it was just gaining traction. So I got it first thing in the morning. I looked at it. Didn't really pay no mind to it. When I had some downtime at the parks, I actually opened it up and I was like, whoa, okay, this is a thing. So apparently Joe Rogan over the last, I don't know, however many years he's had his podcast has used the N word a plethora of times. Now, before full disclosure, he's never flat out called anyone the N word. He's just used the N word in if he's reading an article as opposed to just saying the N word, he said, fill in the blank. And it got the internet causing an uproar, um, and he went on. He he made a five-minute public apology, saying that that was stupid. Not once has he ever said, um, called anyone the the N word. He was just using it in context. Um, and then he also kind of, this is where he started losing me. And he kind of went on and said that this is the most controversial word in the English dictionary, and I just don't understand how one one set of people are able to say it and another set of people are not able to say it all right mr joe rogan you need to set this one out dog they're saying if you don't understand it you need to do a little homework there's even some people that are my the same complexion to me that don't even like using that word um and that's their 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 wishes but for you to question it at least in a public state in this public setting yeah bro you should yeah you might want to sit that one out dog um, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm not going to say I'm all for counseling Joe Rogan. Um, but he's also been on some, some foo-foo-y stuff with, with the whole COVID-19 issues, um, how his stance on it. And he has a platform. He's able to do the same things that I do. Joe Rogan just has a, a few more, you know, a few more followers than I do. And that's cool. Not knocking that, but Joe Rogan, bro, for you to question, why is it? Why is only one certain complexion of someone's skin able to say it and not another? Okay, well, let me take it a step further. Why was, why are, why were black people the only ones that had to come on the slave trade? 
you know, you know, why? Well, let's go there. You know, how come blacks have all you have? How come blacks had us endure for so many years? And now you're, you're you're now you're trying to micro go all the way down to a word that is being used between African Americans at their disclosure, and you wonder when you want to know why you can't use it. If you had to walk a mile in my shoes as a black person, you wouldn't the last, fam. You wouldn't the last the second B. So set this one out. Just just say you, you better off just saying you apologize for what you said. My bad. I'm moving on. I'm gonna take this as a learning experience. But for you to say that and then come back and say this is the most controversial word and I just want to know why one set of people is able to say it and not another set of people isn't allowed to say it. That's where you're losing me, bruh. Now that because you don't sound like you're sincere about how you messed up and and yada yada yada. So, um, Joe Rogan, um, I don't think you know you work for UFC, and I know how the president of UFC operates and what his 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 agenda is. So I'm pretty sure you're safe there. But um, we'll we'll see how this plays out. And I heard that Spotify. Shout out to Spotify for housing my podcast as well. So you know, Joe Rogan, you and I are on the same airwaves. Um, same you know same 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 overhead. Um, and I heard Spotify said that they're not, they don't plan on canceling Joe Rogan's podcast. And that's, that's fair. Um, they have their right to do so. Um, and I'm like, I said, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say that they need to cancel him or he needs to be muted or anything, but he definitely needs to take this as a learning experience. And hopefully, like I said, change starts from within. So what is he going to do to change himself to ensure that he's really ultimately remorseful? And that's my thing. Um, that's my message today. And whoever's listening to this show, you know, everyone wants to say they're sorry or they, they didn't mean to or they didn't, they didn't, they didn't, you know, they didn't know. OK, I, I, I give you a pass. But what are you going to do to a prevent that from happening? And B, what are you going to do from within yourself to make sure that this doesn't happen to the next person? So change starts from within. Um, so, you know, if you can't if you can't change, start to change from within, if you can't start trying to find the initiative to make yourself a better person or make sure that none of these things don't happen to someone else that you may care about, then it's falling on deaf ears. So, yeah, Joe Rogan, you might want to sit this one out, chalk it up for a loss and keep pushing. That being said, man, like I said, my name is Eric Compton. This is a sports business podcast. This podcast is available on all platforms. You can find me on Money Compton. You can find me on the Twitterverse at Sports Business. You can also find me on the World Wide Web. Um, and yeah, like I said, yo, email me about who what y'all are watching on the Winter Olympics because I ain't watching a damn thing. But other than that, man, we're going to run it back, y'all. Next week, we're going to talk about the Super Bowl, how it was. I hope it ain't a doozy, but we'll see what ends up happening. But I'm pretty sure it's going to be a great game. Um, whatever y'all are doing, make sure you have a plan. If you're going to be out with some friends and stuff like that, make sure you, you know, Uber, Lyft, you know, come up with a game plan. Spend the night at somebody's house. Call out the next day. Whatever you got to do to make it back home safely, make sure that happens. You know what I'm saying? So other than that, we out. We're running back next week. Y'all have a great day.